Have you ever wondered what it means to worship God? Like, how do we worship God and, and why do we worship God? For the longest time, I've, I've, I've wrestled with that question. And there was a time in my life when I thought that worshiping God meant that we had to go to a building where we would gather in the lobby and eat donuts and drink bad coffee. And then we would enter into a worship space. We would sing some songs. We'd pray together. We would uh, hear the preacher preach and then we'd go home and we would do it all over again the following week. Look, I'll tell you, as intentional as I was in my life and have been about going to church for worship every single week, it often ends up feeling like there's more to it than just that, right? Like worshiping God is more than just showing up to a building. So I'll tell you, there was a season in my life about six years ago when um, um, my mind changed a little bit. So I had just come back from Kenya. I did some... um, Uh, service, mission work with a hospital uh, just outside of Nairobi, uh, with a hospital that, it was a Methodist hospital that was doing its best to meet the needs of its community. And so I spent two weeks there. We did a lot of work in the hospital and out in the community. And and I'll tell you, when when, uh, we finally started, um, when we finally returned to the States, uh, I was a little bit heartbroken. There was so much work left to be done still. So when I got back and I started processing everything that I had been through, uh, I I was convinced that worshiping God meant that we had to give ourselves in service to the world by meeting the needs of the world around us. But I'll tell you, as involved as I got in helping meet the needs of the world, as involved as I got in doing service projects throughout our city, I always felt distant from God. Last year, when the stay-at-home orders were put into place, I was convinced that that worshiping God maybe meant being a part of a small group. And, And I was convinced that as soon as we were able to gather in person again, I would feel like I was finally worshiping God. But I'll tell you again, that as fun as it's been to start doing some things in person, I feel like there's something more to worshiping God than just being a part of a small group. What about you? Have you ever wrestled with what it means to worship God and and how we worship God? So at Mid-City Church, we have a mission strategy that includes gathering and worship, growing in small groups, and giving our lives in service. And I stand by those three, and I think that they are all very important. But I think that God wants us to worship Him by doing more than just showing up to stuff which is where this week's scripture can really help us. I want you to listen to this scripture from the Gospel of John. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. In other words, Jesus is saying that God is glorified, or another word for glorified is worshipped. God is worshipped when we do two things. The first one, the first thing Jesus tells us to do is to bear much fruit. Now, that can be confusing, right? Because here's the reality. No matter how hard you and I try, we cannot turn ourselves into an apple tree that bears uh, apples. That is just impossible. So if that's impossible, what is Jesus saying here? Well, we may not be able to turn ourselves into trees that bear literal fruit, But we can, however, bear a different kind of fruit. Galatians chapter 5 says this, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, the way that we worship God is by bearing the fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. In other words, we worship God when through us, the world can see the characteristics of God. Let me share a story with you. Back in January, I was rear-ended. I was sitting at, at a red light, and um, Susie was with me, and we had just gone uh, grocery shopping, so all the groceries were in the back seat. We'd been running errands all morning. We hadn't eaten, and we were finally headed home to eat lunch and rest for a little bit, when all of a sudden, we're at the red light, and I feel the, the, the car just hit us from behind. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I was instantly furious. I got out of my truck to see the damage, and uh, the owner of, of the other car that did the same, he uh, got out, and we started talking. And, and if I'm completely honest and vulnerable with you, I could not have been any more rude to the poor guy. When he asked me if uh, I wanted to pull over into the parking lot next to us so that we could call the cops and get everything, everything taken care of, uh, look, I'm going to be vulnerable with you. I looked at him, and I said this very sarcastically. I said, well, what else are we going to do? So we pulled into the parking lot. He called the cops. He kept apologizing. I kept being rude. About half an hour later, the cop arrived and everything got taken care of and he kept apologizing and, and I got in my truck and I went on my way. And as I pulled out of the parking lot, I realized that this whole time that I was being rude to this guy, I was wearing a mask that said peace and it had the logo of our main campus on it. I immediately felt like a jerk. I did not display love or peace or patience or kindness or even uh, gentleness to the poor guy. Yet, I was wearing a big mask across my face that said, I am a Christian who brings about peace into this world. But I wasn't. I was not bearing fruit in my life towards that guy, which meant that I really wasn't worshiping God. I shared this story with a friend of mine recently, and she told me, she said this, she said, oh, Fernie, that's okay. He did mess up your plans, and he caused a big inconvenience in your life, and look, she justified my actions, but, but I want you to hear this. If we are going to worship God in everything we do, then even when life inconveniences us, we have to continue to display love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control out into the world. See, if God really lives within us, then we have to bear this kind of fruit out into the world, especially when we least feel like it. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear that we have to bear fruit, my follow-up question would be, how do I begin to bear that kind of fruit in my life? Well, Jesus goes on and says, the second thing that we have to do in order to worship God is to become his disciples. Now, if you look up the word disciple in the dictionary, it'll say something like uh, a disciple is a follower or a student of a teacher. Basically, the disciple learns from the teacher so much so that eventually the disciple begins to imitate the teacher. Eventually, 
the disciple begins to do things just like the teacher does. Eventually, the disciple begins to teach the way that the teacher teaches. Eventually, the disciple begins to be the kind of person that the teacher is. See, Jesus says, if you want to worship God, you have to bear fruit. And if you want to bear fruit, you have to not just learn from me, you have to imitate me by becoming my disciple. So when we read through our Bible that Jesus goes to the temple for worship and that he follows religious holy days, that he eats with sinners and helps the sick and feeds the hungry and forgives those who hurt him and points people to God, then that means that we have to learn from his example and then go and do the same. See, when Jesus teaches his disciples to care for the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely, then that means that we too, as disciples of Jesus, are called to care for the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely. Friends, Jesus makes it pretty clear. If we want to worship God, we not only have to bear fruit, we have to learn from Jesus so much so that we begin to respond to the world the way Jesus did. See, if we want to worship God, then we too have to bear fruit and we have to become his disciples. But I want to make three things clear before I go any further. First, this is not an excuse to get out of gathering and worship or growing in small groups or giving in service. Those things are important because through them, we become disciples of Jesus, which means that through those things, through, through worship and small groups and service, we will begin to, to learn about Jesus and therefore begin to bear fruit. So worship, small groups, and service, they're all important. They're just not the end-all, be-all. The second thing I want you to know is that this is not a linear equation for worshiping God. We don't display the fruits of the Spirit, then go to church and small groups and service projects so that we can call ourselves disciples and check it all off and give ourselves a pat on the back. That's not how it works. See, we bear fruit because we are disciples of Jesus. And we are disciples of Jesus because we bear fruit. These two go hand in hand in our cyclical we, were, we will never stop living into both of these. The third thing I want you to know is that worshiping God should be fun. We should enjoy going to church and being in a small group and giving our lives in service. But we should also enjoy bringing kindness and peace and gentleness out into the world because that is how we can make this world a better place. And the reality is, is that we, if we do those things, we, we will be countercultural because this world is not so peaceful or kind or gentle right now, is it? Friends, I hate to admit it, but I have completely misunderstood what it means to worship God for such a long time. I thought for a long time that as long as I sang the songs and bowed my head during prayers and listened to the sermon, ate donuts and drank bad coffee with other Christians every Sunday that I was worshiping God. But that cannot be the extent of how you and I worship God. 
You see, God doesn't ask us to worship him only by going to a building. God also wants us to worship him by learning from him as his, as his disciples did. And then bearing fruit by putting the things we learned into practice and then learning some more and then putting those things into practice. We have to bear fruit and we have to become his disciples if we want to worship God. So here's my hope for you and I today. May we worship God not just in a building, but may we worship God in everything we do by becoming disciples who bring love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control out into this world. And who knows? The world may become a better place if we do. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks for who you are. God, you have called us to worship you in everything we do. So God, I pray we may move beyond just the idea of showing up to a building or, or showing up to a certain place in order to worship you. May we be reminded today and every day that while we do worship you in a building and we do worship you in a worship service, we also worship you by bearing fruit in this world and by being your disciples. God, may it be so. Amen.